trying to get into this band. Oh, honey, what you watching? Oh, probably something on Netflix. Oh, honey, what you doing? Trying to not get interrupted. Oh, honey, what you... Oh, what are you eating? That looks good. I'll make you one, too. For all the pop culture you don't want to Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Honey Playlist, your co-op guide to life. My name's Evan. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. I'm Elisa. And if you want to get in touch with the show, you can hit us each up on Twitter. I'm at Elisa Rock Doc. That Hi. is E-L-I-S-A-R-O-C-K-D-O-C. Sorry, you got to spell a name like that. My name's at The Big Tasty. Just The Big Tasty. No spelling required. Awesome. And if you want to send us an electronic mail, you can hit us up at honeyplaylist at gmail.com. Or you can um, do that thing with the phone where you're supposed to, like, make a phone call um, and leave us a message, 909-45-HONEY. That's 909-454-6639. So I've actually gotten a couple phone calls. Really? And I wasn't sure uh, what happened when people called that number. Oh. So it just sounded like you've got a, a, a call from blank. Uh, hit one to accept. And I'm like, I'm not accepting collect calls. Forget this. So I just hung up. So if you've oh. called us, oh wow! I, I believe you'd still be able to leave a voicemail even if I hang up on you. But next time I'm going to send them all to voicemail. Um, call us again. Yes. And Sorry if we've missed your phone call. Yeah. Do that again or just email us because that also works. We actually have a call or not a call, but we have a, a question for later in the show. Yes. Yes. We did receive uh, a viewer submission and we will get to that at the end of the show. A but query, for now. if you will. <laughs> but for now. Um... Let's get right into this. It's It's been a minute. It, okay. I've been gone for a minute, but I'm back with the jump off. I don't know what that what, what you're referencing. That was a Lil' Kim quote, man. That's why I didn't understand it. Something old. Damn. That's for Lil' Kim, too. Aw, come on. Queen Bee's still in the game. Okay. <laughs> Anything. Is, uh, something else. Something old. Something else that is old mm. is the Civil War. Well, okay, so <laughs> the Civil War. That's yes. old. That, yeah, it's real old. Yes, that's old. I, b- I believe what you are referring to, though, is Captain America Civil War. Something old. It's only like a couple of weeks old, man. Yeah, but I've already forgotten everything about it. All right, fair enough. So, um, so <laughs> fair warning, there may be some spoilers ahead of this, depending on how much of the movie I can actually remember as we're talking about it. Um. But I had we, we went and saw it um, with a bunch of friends, and it was a lot of fun. Yes. Um, and, and if you haven't seen it yet, go see it, because it's probably one of the better superhero movies ever. Yeah. That's that's a big thing, but yeah. there have been a lot of bad superhero movies. Yes. So, But this is definitely one of the best. Yes. Okay. Now, I made a joke when the movie starts. Um, they're, they're tracking somebody down in Nigeria, and I don't exactly know what's it's happening. Lagos. Where is it? Lagos. I could have swore they said Nigeria. Well, there you go. That's how many things I remember about this movie. So in Lagos, and at the end of this super amazing action sequence that starts the entire movie. What do you don't tweet about me already? No, You're no. I'm trying to look up Lagos, Lagos, man. You don't have to look up anything. At the end of this awesome Lagos is a city in the Nigerian it is a state Niger- I win. of Lagos. I win. I win. Lagos so, is a city. Okay. So we were both right. Finally. 
Um, it's not like I was a geography. I'm teacher usually or not awarded that luxury, but at the end of this amazing opening fight scene, right? They uh, some I don't even know the name of the girl, but she picks him up into the air. This guy's about to uh, explode. You don't know the name of the character. We'll get into that in a minute. Why though? Mm. Um, one of the Avengers picks up this dude who's trying to detonate like a bomb, a suicide kind of bomb, and picks him up into the air, and she kind of throws him close to a building, and it explodes next to the building. And I lean over next to Elisa, and I'm like, "Wow!" So they just killed like twelve Nigerian dudes. That's awesome. And I was making a commentary on the amount of collateral damage that happens in all of these movies. Right. Right. The first Avengers, they destroy Manhattan. You yep. know, nobody ever talks about that. So yep. I made I made that joke about, oh, wow, they just killed 12 Nigerians or something. Then they spent the next two hours of the movie dealing with the collateral damage of going into yes. places like that, blowing it up. Yeah. So from the get go, this movie had my attention. Because no movies like actually think of that kind of shit. And right. I really appreciated that. This is that's 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 the whole thing, right? So um, I never read the Civil War comics on which this was based. Um, I enjoy the fact that they sort of made it a, a kind of a commentary on collateral damage, especially when you consider um, it's sort of, it could almost be considered like a meta dig against like superhero movies in general and also folks like Superman and Batman and stuff that always end up kind of killing people. Um, even though that's not really their intention and not really what they're supposed to be doing, but... But never with any consequences. Never with any consequences. Um, and Civil War deals with those consequences. That's what the whole thing's about. Literally. About a bunch of enhanced humans. They're not mutants. Because you can't say mutants. Damn you, 20th Century Fox. Um, can't say mutants. Um, but, uh, what happens when you have a bunch of enhanced humans and then should you let this group of enhanced humans go unchecked or should there be some sort of oversight now i think in the comics one of the main differences is that there's an added layer to this because the sort of government oversight also required registration um which for people that are trying to doesn't like that well who um for (laughs) damn for for people that have for superheroes that are supposed to have secret identities that sucks because then that means that somewhere in a database their secret identity is no longer a secret um and i don't know if that if the whole idea was also to make those secret identities public so there's that extra added layer granted here in these movies everybody knows who the hell these people are so it doesn't matter come on yeah right Nobody, you know, everybody knows who these people are. They don't hide or anything. So that added layer wasn't a thing in the movie. Um, But, you know, by the end of it, you sort of try to think about whether or not you are Team Captain America or Team Iron Man. Captain America was against the... They Basically, they're trying to force UN oversight over the Avengers. Yup. Um, and Captain America was against such oversight because yep. he doesn't want to be an arm of a, of a police state, you know, and I can understand that. That's the beauty of this movie is it's you can see both sides of it finally. Yeah, it's and, and I was actually kind of happy with how nuanced it was to the point where I was like, you know, I'm not entirely sure. Although... I have a feeling that, well, by the way, tweet at us at Elisa Rock Duck at the Big Tasty, which you are, Team Cap or Team Iron Man or, you know, hashtag Team Nuance. Um, <laughs> That's not fair. You can't give them a third way out. No? The answer okay. is always Team Nuance. No, I'm, I'm... The answer is always Team Black Panther. Uh, my first introduction to this character. It's, it's a lot of people's first introduction to the character, and Black 
Panther was amazing. Yeah. So good. I don't understand any about his backstory. I don't understand it's a lot fine. of the backstories in this, actually. Because, and I didn't realize this. I didn't realize this either, and that's kind of not Until the very end of the movie, where, where I'm going, whatever, love this movie, and then all of a sudden, I'm getting blank stares with like, Where's Sokovia? What's Sokovia? Why thought, are they called the Sokovia Accords? From the uh, from the like halfway through the movie, I just figured that I forgot the name of the city they were in uh, in Nigeria. So like maybe that's what they were talking about no. the whole time. Who is this guy who uh, they call him Vision for some reason, and he's like way too powerful for this world? And you, the other girl who can lift people up off the ground. I apparently missed an Avengers. You movie. never saw Age of Ultron. No, I didn't, and I didn't realize that going into this. So there's a huge gap in your context, and it's adorable. Talk about that girl picking people up. That is Wanda, good sir. Wanda. Also Sounds known. Sounds super powerful. Wanda Maximoff. Also known as the Scarlet Witch, good sir. Okay. And you know what? It would be better if I like, read the comics or anything. <laughs> you didn't even need to read the comics, though. You just gotta see the I one movie could have seen the last fine. movie, yeah. Yeah, you're totally fine. Now, granted, and this is where it gets messy, as I remember Scarlet Witch, because you know they have like all sorts of reboots of these characters all the time with like alternate timelines really and all sorts of weird up. shit. When I was first introduced... To the Scarlet Witch back in 1990. Um, her, Quicksilver, the Maximoff twins I got nothing. were children of Magneto. Well, who's that? Exactly. They were children of Magneto. Magneto, who is... From a different franchise. From a different sort of franchise than this i mean still part of marvel but not part of the marvel cinematic universe trademarked that's even Um, more confusing right so magneto because he's with the x-men and then just like chilling with like 20th century fox or whatever so magneto isn't a part of it so they had to come up with a different origin story for the maximoff twins um they are enhanced humans that were the result of experiments not mutants infringement right so so quicksilver spoiler alert eats it um in age of ultron which is kind of sad because i kind of like the two of them together and that kind of sucks because i i don't know who quicksilver is which means they introduced this character in age of ultron as well right introduced him and killed him off in the same movie wow yeah wow which is okay well, well, actually, no, it's not okay, because the Quicksilver that we have now that is living and existing is living with the X-Men in the form of Evan Peters. It's a good name. Looking kind of weird. Okay. In that new X-Men movie that's apparently not that great. So. Not literally as good as Civil War. Right. Everybody should go see Civil War. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. Even if you haven't seen the movie before this, which apparently, yeah, apparently. apparently helps a lot, but it's still a really good movie. It stood the test. So... Um, great moments coming out of Civil War, including Black Panther, who I'm so excited about. And as more and more information about the casting of the standalone movie comes out, I'm like, Yee! I'm just like squeaking. Apparently um, it's a very large African-American cast. Yes. I'm so We're not trying excited. to whitewash all of the. I'm so excited. Um, and, and I'm, uh, man, I'm just so happy. And the way that, uh, Chadwick Boseman played him was so good. 
it. Um, and the scene where he's walking to a car and apparently he has one of his bodyguards with yeah. him and she's like, you'll move or I'll move you. And I'm like, yeah, I want to see more of her, more of them, more of everybody. And I'm super excited for the standalone Black Panther movie and I have to wait two years and that sucks. And apparently, you know who else might be in it? Who? John Boyega. No idea. Finn from Star Wars. Okay, cool. So yeah. that's it. You just gotta, gotta give me. I can't. You can't just do it with a name. You know, like people, places, and things. I'm not and, gonna announce. And Lupita Nyong'o. Okay, I know Lupita. I like Lupita. She's good. And the director, same director that directed Creed and Fruitvale Station. Oh wow. Oh my God, this movie's gonna be so stacked. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. But in two years. So but, what's, but wait, what's the next one that's coming out then? Because they got to do something in between. Uh, the, the next, oh, I don't know. I think the next movie that's coming out is Doctor Strange, oh, which yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know anything about him either. So I don't know anything about Doctor Strange and the whole like Tilda Swinton being some sort of Tibetan mystic is like still <laughs> kind of throwing me off. So I might pass on that. And then I think there's another Thor movie. See, I haven't seen any of the Thor and movies. Might, neither have I. There might be another Guardians of the... I don't know. There is a whole line of Marvel movies, and they're all leading up to Infinity War, and I'm freaking out, and that's awesome. Who owns Marvel? Disney. Oh. <laughs> that that makes a lot of sense, then. Yeah. Oh, and a tra- we saw a trailer for the, the for Rogue One. What's it called? The oh Star Wars God. movie? Oh, my God. Rogue One. You know, I, I'm not expecting anything like it. Okay, in hindsight, it makes perfect sense. But, you know, oh, Star Wars. Uh, uh, Disney bought Star Wars. So, you know, there's a couple uh, games that come out and they put it in their Disney Infinity, which is, by the way, getting canceled. Oh. If you liked your Disney Infinity games, that sucks. Um, but, yeah, I was expecting Star Wars 7, 8, and 9. Because, cause, and that's it? Because that's it. Because that's, you know, the post-trilogy. Right? Bruh. Nah, Bruh. man. No, of course. It makes perfect sense. Now Disney owns the rights. Now they're going to do a, a backstory for everybody. Yeah, yeah, there's Rogue One. And then I think there's going to be a standalone Han Solo movie, I want to say. Like, like like young Han Solo cast, origin story cast, vibe. Casting on that is tough. Casting on that is tough. You almost want... Some I th- I don't know I think they might have already cast him but it's not somebody I recognize and that's actually kind it's of better. okay you, yeah you I'd rather that I would rather that you don't want like Shia LaBeouf or something yeah like because sort of gotta- how, like I didn't know who the actor was that played Spider Man but the way that he played Spider Man in Civil War was actually pretty great it was great he was fantastic. yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't you know it wasn't Tobey Maguire it wasn't whoever the heck else has played spider-man i really like the way that he played him as like hey i'm literally a teenager (laughs) that's still going through some shit and i have no idea um what these powers are and how to use them but i know that i should be using them for good and i'm kind of impressionable and my mask blinks yeah we talked about that in the last podcast i think yeah his mask blinks but that's okay it's okay because Tony Stark built it, and that's totally cool, <laughs> and that's fine. But yeah, I'm and and I really like that. I was kind of disappointed that the stinger at the end, like the post credit scene, was about hey, Spider Man's coming back. Um, so I promise not to fuck it up this time. Yeah, I th- I thought that there was gonna be a little bit more. I Maybe mean, show an Infinity Stone. Yeah, but when is that coming out? The Infinity War. Oh God! In like three or four years. Yeah. So no, it's, you know, you gotta you gotta <laughs> let the hype train years. build. Still, 
I don't know. Give me. Uh, There's only one something. engine and one passenger car on that hype train. You got to add something. some shit to it first. Mid credit scene though, showing Wakanda. That was pretty sick. That's fantastic. That was pretty great. Um, but but the whole like, hey, by the way, Spider Man's coming back. Spider Man's coming home, and I'm like, okay. It it, it was so like. Please give us. You're thinking very carefully about this. Please give us one more chance. Please give us a shot. That's the subtext. Help, please. <laughs> just, just, just give us this one. You remember Sorry. Hulk? You remember the Incredible Hulk? Ah. Oh. Forget those two. Forget those two because Mark Ruffalo is my Hulk now, and and I love him. Ed Norton was cool, but Mark Ruffalo does it better. I really enjoy it. And as cool as that Norton was, that movie still sucked. <laughs> I love Mark Ruffalo and that sort of like kind of meek trying to hold it together, always kind of on the edge of annoyed and brilliant and all of that, all wrapped up into kind of a smirking, slightly pained expression on his face. And I like it. I love Mark Ruffalo and he's funny and he's cool. Didn't necessarily appreciate the whole like shoehorning him black widow thing like does she have to be hooked up with someone because she's a chick no not necessarily okay that's a different conversation soapbox soapbox (laughs) getting off the soapbox but i i i just absolutely adore that you were going through this movie and enjoying through this movie and you had no idea who half these people were i was very confused i'm often very confused in these movies so that that was fine It, it didn't throw me at all but i did lean over a couple times and like why can that guy shoot lasers from his forehead and then you know so, what? Yeah, yeah, you had no idea who Vision was. And then on the way home, you know what? You you explained where he came from, mm-hmm. and I it didn't help. It still didn't make any sense. I no. was like, well, see, so there was like this UI no, 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 that stop. was supposed to be stop. like a stop. peacekeeping no. thing, but then stop. it went rampant stop. because it was like the stop. only way to make no. peace is stop. to kill everybody. No. Stop. Oh God, it doesn't help. Uh. It just doesn't help. I'm just gonna take it on face value that he's way too powerful, and why would he disappear in the middle of that whole fight suite, fight scene just to save it in the end? Whatever, it's cool because because. Vision is too OP. Yeah. Okay. Vision's too OP to be in that entire fight. And he's also very polite. Oh, you just write, write him out of he's it. He's a very polite AI. He used to be Jarvis. Right? Yeah, you told he used me to be that. He's a very, very polite fine. AI. He wears a polo shirt. Oh, and he has and a it's lasers, very awkward looking. And lasers it's super out of the forehead. Okay. And he doesn't know how to cook. I, I can't talk and anymore about this cute. movie because I, I don't know anything else about this movie. <laughs> So, speaking of Evan having no context for anything and him being thrown to the wolves, Majority we watched we watched Eurovision this so weekend. New. Yes. New, even though they've done it for many, many, many years. Many, many moons. They've done Eurovision for many, many moons. But this year was the very first time that they actually had a nationally televised broadcast here in the U.S. Yeah, exactly. Because it's been going on forever and the u.s isn't a part of it right and now we're trying to get our gritty little paws on it god i hope not i hope not so for all of those not in the know eurovision is the best thing ever it's <laughs> like if american idol and the voice and the olympics had a baby and it was don't include the voice in there that's ridiculous i don't know even though there were um, a lot of the voice winners yes there were a lot of the voice winners competing in eurovision so it's basically the olympics it's a song contest it's full name Eurovision Song Contest, and people submit uh, from different European Not countries. People like the countries. The countries submit songs, um, mostly European countries. I say mostly because the UK is in there, and Australia is in there, um, and Israel's in there. So it's sort of like 
Europe adjacent. Um, as a as a former geography teacher, it's always fun to think of Eurovision in that sort of like geopolitical context. So that's an extra added layer of fun for me to watch this. So if Australia is involved because it's a British colony or was a British colony at some point and then at some point declared its independence and why isn't the US involved and it probably shouldn't be because we fucking up. No. <laughs> God, no. I'm already, well, first, I'm already kind of mad at the way that they handled the telecast. What, the US telecast? Yes. So it was on Logo. It was on Logo, um, which is um, an L. BGT station um, that I love. Um, Call your cable or, ser- or satellite provider. <laughs> See if you get logo. Um, and they had these two commentators at Carson Cressley of uh, Queer for the Straight Guy fa- uh, fame mm-hmm. um, and someone else that I did not recognize uh, doing the commentary on this. I would have been happy if they just would have said we will exclusively show the feed from Eurovision the Swedish feed from Eurovision here. That's it. No, no, commentary, no commentary needed. Yeah. But I'm sure they probably had to say, well, if people haven't seen this before, then we need some kind of context. We need some sort of commentary or something. And we have to maybe add people that folks recognize in order to draw more eyeballs. But and it if it's was... On, if it's on logo, it makes sense to have LGBT members or community you know, activists. As, as your commentators too. Yeah, but they sucked, kind of. Well, okay, now I'll give it to you. There, when, when we started, because we started watching it from the beginning, at least yes, the finals, because this happened all week or all month or I don't even know. Um, but when we started watching it, the uh, Euro uh, Eurovision broadcast begins and there's announcers and they're talking and there's whatever things happening. And then these two commentators come on and start talking over them. I'm like, they better not do this the whole fucking show. Exactly. That would be terrible. Now, to their credit, they let the songs happen. Thank God. Um, they didn't talk over that at all. They, uh, each artist has their own little intro. It's like 30 seconds to give them time to set the stage for the next act, which we'll talk about in a second. That's intense. Um, but I, I actually really appreciated the commentary when they came down, at least to the scoring, because everybody who's watched Eurovision for the past 50 years know how the scoring works. I had no idea. Right. So they explain this like, oh, you have one point, two points, three points, four points. You have 10 points that you assigned to to different people and then you have to have like a 12 point batch that you assigned and that's like the big over giving our most points to whatever right um and i'm happy that they explained that because i was very confused until they told us that yeah but i think you and i could have done a better job personally probably because basically a lot of the shtick that they were doing it was like they were looking at the intro videos and just commenting on what was happening. Oh, she's by a river. They have rivers there, I guess. Yeah. Oh, she's on roller skates. Oh, she's wearing this outfit. That's cute. Oh, you're going to like her. And then there were maybe like two facts that they Googled about and the you artist. Never know and if then that true. was it. They're just like random facts. You never know like, that they were true. And then a lot of times it kind of relied on like stereotypes. Yeah, kind of shitty stereotypes. And no, I was not like, everybody this in is Russia really... is a bear riding a unicycle. That's amazing. Right. It was kind of uncomfortable to listen to a lot of that. Um, and I was like, we could have done a better job. It could have been way better researched. And just don't talk over shit. Just let it breathe. <laughs> yeah, and there's a, a, let few, it a few comments that came in that were like very American centric like when they started talking about voting like oh everybody you go and text your vote or cast your vote online or whatever and they would pipe right in and say now Americans we can't actually vote for this you know blah 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 blah. make sure you tweet at us with who you'd like to win. Mm-hmm. Like just let it happen. Just let it happen man like, like it's okay and I'm so worried right because it's the telecast 
And then they had Justin Timberlake on that damn show for some reason. I didn't even see Doing that a performance. Part. Thankfully, I, th- I think they cut it out. I, I, <laughs> did, I, I didn't catch it. Um, but he was performing a song. He's in like a Trolls movie or something. And they're promoting it. And he did a song. And I'm like, no. No. We are not going to take this. Eurovision is pure and beautiful and amazing and we cannot american all over this not everything has to be about us exactly. man jeez let the world have something let the rest of the world have something come on and the reason that eurovision is so beautiful tell me that i love tell me all of it is because it is so campy and earnest when it's at its best and it's flashy and there's costumes and ridiculous ridiculous production evan please speak to the production okay so the uh, the only way i can figure this out is there has to be whatever host country this year host country was sweden because they won last year right Mm -hmm. um whatever host country they must have a production guy who at the beginning of the year i'm sure they've already started on it for next year they're they're in charge of putting together this one giant stage package and they're just going to send a pamphlet to every country competing like okay for next year these are the toys you're going to get to play with a lighting designer or, or a graphic designer, people that are putting together the visuals for this show. And this year, it was LED floor, mm-hmm. LED backdrops, yep. lighting, fire, uh, 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 whatever you could ever possibly want in a like, stage Like show. a whole thing of like sparkles. Um, not sparkles. It was like a whole like shower of sh- sparks yeah, that came spark down during Israel's thing. Yeah. Okay, so... And then they send that all out and they say, okay, here are the stage dimensions. Here's what it looks like. Now program it. And then I don't know how long this this show rehearses for, but it's live. We're watching it live. Yep. And they are going performance to performance to because there's like 38 countries competing the last day or something. And there's 30 seconds between. And they're all doing one song. Now, from a production standpoint, that is a nightmare. Nightmare. <laughs> I don't know how they get all this together. And it all looks amazing. And it was flawless. I didn't see any hiccups yeah. in the entire production. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. And speaking of speaking of um production and stuff, um, one of the big favorites going in, obviously, this is a podcast. It's not a visual medium. But for an example of what we mean when we say ridiculous production value, uh, we will take you to Russia. Go to Russia, um, look up Eurovision 2016 Russia, and it is an amazing production with um, really amazing use of projection. Um, I think that's kind of what won uh, Sweden last year. Sweden also used projection really, really well. Um, But um, let's give you a little bit of a sample of some of these songs that compete in Eurovision. Because it is a song contest, but... Allegedly. Allegedly. But the vocalist and the production value, I want to say, has a significant amount to do with it, not just the song and the lyrics. So this is Russia. This is a huge favorite going in. Um, You want to see if you can fast forward to, like, the chorus or something? I don't know. This is pretty hot. Yeah. So this is a little snippet of Russia. And the theme of the competition was come together. So I guess whatever the interpretation is.
So that's so that's Russia. Wow. Huge favorite going in, but you have to you have to go on the YouTube's and the Googles to actually watch the performance because it will blow your mind. See now you're gonna you're gonna when you go and I just looked this up, but when you look this up, you're gonna end up finding like the official video that they sub that the countries submit yeah. to be included. But you have to Google the live performance. Yes, yes, yes. The live that's performance. Because the one we were just looking at was not was not the live performance. That was the the canned one that they had. In yes. Place. But the live performance for Russia was amazing because they're using this projection on a wall that that was specific to Russia. So they brought that out in thirty seconds. Is what I'm saying. The kind of <laughs> shit that they do. Um, so they brought out this wall, and he's he's acting along with the projections that are happening on the wall behind him. And he's like, he spins his left arm out, and a wing comes out. And he spins his right arm out, and another wing or something. And he's 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 very well choreographed against this. It was projection. very Final Fantasy towards the beginning. right, right. And then he walks to the <laughs> edge of the thing, and then he starts walking up this wall. Yeah, he starts walking up the thing, and that's and when you go. People Whoa, start freaking out. I'm like, holy shit. shit! What did they just do? Like, I don't that know. Was awesome. And you can't see any creases. The projection is so well done and so it well aligned. It is so good. So mad prop for for that for the level of and the song was okay <laughs> see, see here's, here's my beef this is the eurovision song contest and i don't remember any of the songs anybody watching this doesn't remember any of i the remember songs. mad songs okay but man i remember mad songs if just looking at it like i remember what it looked like i don't remember any of the songs give me give me malta where's malta give me malta okay walk on water that's the name of the song yes i loved malta Malta I, was my my blind pick going into this. Malta was your blind pick going into this. You like Malta. I think Malta had a great voice. I can't find it on a map. That's why I picked it. <laughs> really most, pretty voice. Most of them were in English, too, which as an American, I could appreciate. Well, sorry. Um, that is because, geography teacher, uh, English is the lingua franca. Um, which the makes a lot of tongue. sense. Yeah, so a lot of people will choose to do their songs in English. Um, I, I definitely appreciate, actually, a lot of the songs that just go like, you know what, no, I'm, I'm going to do this song in French. I'm going to do this song in Russian or whatever. Like, I'm going to do this song in, in whatever my language is. And I kind of dig that. I don't know, have you ever heard, like, Russian pop music? No. To my Western ears, it is very punishing because it's not a pretty language to sing. Oh. Now, French, on the other if you've ever heard a French rapper... It's amazing. Uh, the way the French language works in the context of rap and hip hop is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. So I like this because automatically I'm into a buildup with a snap. And then this is a bop right here. it um she was also another thing that i that, that i always find like like beautiful and impressive she was five months pregnant she was doing this in heels she was belting this yeah this was a bop she was wearing a dress that had all sorts of sequins and fringe it was awesome she looked beautiful i was like yes she's one of the older contestants too yeah yeah and it, and it wasn't all sort of like 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 teeny well it wasn't all teeny boppers but one of the things that i really really like about eurovision is when it gets kind of weird and earnest and out there and we're just gonna have fun and be amazing and i was kind of disappointed by the amount of people that went sort of like i'm gonna go like traditional western pop song complete with some like one step below 98 degrees bargain boy band you talking about the uk because those kids look young yeah. Yeah. Sorry, UK. 
It's like you just missed the cutoff to be in one direction or something. Like you didn't make the call back to be in one direction. I don't know. There were too many of those people there. And, uh, you know, doing that sort of like performance, I'm just going to stand in the middle with a microphone, with my cute, fluffy hair and my eyes. And I'm going to go directly into the camera and look slightly pained and be like, girl. I love you, girl. 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 Baby. Girl. Fine. <laughs> and i'm just like no this is not my eurovision it's got to be huge and it's got to be big and flamboyant or it has to be like super earnest and the problem is that a lot of the stuff that i liked going into the semifinals didn't make it into the finals because because i liked it too so much italy is just like an old dude in a hat just like yelling at the screen the whole time he was singing but it looked funny as hell i think you're thinking about san marino oh shit that's the next one that's right here, isn't it? You're thinking about San Marino. Let's start this up. Which is a beautiful disco, deep voiced, half spoken word wonderland. Is it and really? it didn't make the finals, but it made the finals in my heart. That's the guy. <laughs> yes. Where is San Marino? Geography teacher. I don't know, man. I don't know either. Sorry. Damn. And then it just got super disco for no reason. It's like, oh, we're in Sweden. Abba's from Sweden. Let's do something kind of like this. Yeah. Uh, uh. Uh, 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 uh. Uh. Right? Yes! I mean, four decades too late, but killing. So good! And it was so earnest. The performance is so earnest and amazing. And it made the finals in my heart and didn't actually make the finals. <laughs> who else? Who else you got on there? I mean, this is... I don't know if I want to stop. Y'all got to go find this video. <laughs> it's so good. So hot. I didn't know. Right. So, like, uh, so like San Marino is like, is like an example of stuff that I kind of love. Bulgaria was another one that was great. She apparently had the most expensive costume in, like, Bulgarian, Bulgarian history, history that had yeah. that, like, lit up. And that was, like, a really kind of cool, cool song. Spain had a cute song. I also like any country that keeps track of the most expensive thing, piece of clothing they've ever made. Yeah. Bulgaria was super cute. Look that one up. Uh, Spain, that song was kind of a bop, you know? I kind of I kind of boogie to kind it. Kind of bop to it. Um, but the winner of Eurovision. Oh, we didn't even talk about Australia. So Australia, the whole night I didn't bring them up, but the whole night they had the most votes. Like they were crushing in the vote count, at least for the judges. Can you pull up Australia though, oh, really quick? Okay, okay. Because okay, because you have to hear this. She was serving vocals for your nerves in the performance. She did this sort of like cyber minority report kind of projection yeah. funky thing that looked super cool and i was like and personally i thought she had the best voice I of the too. competition i was kind of happy to see her uh... the song was eh. um but she had the best voice of the competition hands down and a very sparkly dress that was also very earnest she was just sitting on a glittery box the whole time yeah but man, when they started doing like the mini- the Minority Report stuff, I was like, "Done." I, I have no idea how they're doing this. It's so good. So many levels of production that they're stacking on top of each other, and it's all working flawlessly. Yes.
She crushed this live too. Yes. Hit all the notes. Although Art Garfunkel is coming for his check, though. <laughs> Quite litigious. It's probably very litigious, and it's only a matter of time. Uh, and then, and then, right in the second verse is when she starts doing all the like Minority Report Dude. zoom enhance stuff. <laughs> that was really, really cool. Um, she did not end up winning. So here. Um, My favorite part of Eurovision. Go. This is a song contest. Yes. It actually looks like a production value contest. Yep. But it's actually a political go fuck you contest. Well, here's the thing. So apparently, <laughs> apparently the songs aren't supposed to be political, which. Everything is political. As a sociologist, everything is political. Uh, especially something like Eurovision. Everything is political. But the songs are not supposed to be um political in fact eurovision is a way for all of us to get together i think it was created in the wake of world war ii to bring everybody together and celebrate in song and blah blah blah. that's why like all the themes are things like unity and peace and love and come together and all that stuff right really good intentions great intentions still political so (laughs) so the the really cool thing about eurovision song contests etc 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 um uh, the winner um, was Ukraine. The winner was Ukraine. Uh, the song, um, even though it's sort of like ex- almost expressly forbidden to be quote-unquote political to get in, it made the cut because apparently the song is about um, the, the singer's grandmother's experience. So it's more historical, personal, not political. It's just only a mere coincidence that you can find that this metaphor that she's singing about applies today. Um, You're talking about Russian occupation inside of the Ukraine. Ah, shrug. shrug. Um, haven't 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 really had a, a deep dive into the lyrics, but this is the song that won. very like madonna frozen now, i'm always bad vibe. at understanding lyrics but this isn't in english correct? no 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 but it's but it's you know a lot that. of right you know lyrics talking about you know thinking about the future and she's standing like, in front of like a freedom. bunch of uh, roses that are on fire well yes and um you know, you you think you're gods taking over all these people, but everybody dies. It's like it's like oh, you know. So when it came down to the end of voting, it was looking like Australia was kind of running away with it, and then they started adding in like the viewer tally. So this is this is what they used to do in Eurovision. In Eurovision, they basically announced a comp. So there are. Juries made up of music professionals. I want to. I'm, I'm hoping I get this right, of course, because this podcast is nothing if not well researched. Um, it's a each country that participates in Eurovision. Um, in general, I think it's like 42 countries, something like that, has a jury of I believe musical professionals um, that vote 
for their favorite songs. And then there is also an audience vote uh, via telephone um, where they um, and then there is like a certain amount of points awarded. So you can award one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten and then 12 points to the countries of your choice. And you can't vote for your own country. Um, the U.S. would try and change that rule. Of course. So <laughs> Naturally. Um, so in Eurovision's past, I want to say that they sort of lumped all of those votes together. And then it was sort of like in last place all the way up until first place. But usually by the time that happened, everybody kind of figured out, oh, okay, clearly this one country ran away with it and there was no suspense. This year, they changed the voting structure. Um, not the voting structure. They changed the way that they presented the votes by giving the jury votes first. So then you get one set of results where it clearly looked like... Dude, Australia had like a 200-point uh, lead. Australia had a 200-point lead. 511 points it at the was start of that or something. It was ridiculous. And then I think Ukraine was second and Russia was third or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. Um, and then the audience vote came in. And, and they announced each country one by one from bottom to top. From bottom to top. So, it was so suspenseful. So like Poland had one vote going into the last round and they did pretty well because they were like halfway up or like fifth place or something amongst the uh, the uh, the user vote or the, the public vote. Mm-hmm. So like for the majority of this vote tallying thing, it's like everybody, Australia has 511 points and Russia's got 300 something. Poland has one, one. One and then they announced Poland and now they're like three hundred and fifty or something. Right. But because because the way they announce it from bottom to top, um, the the winner changes dramatically. Yes. <laughs> so Every it, single time they announced a new set of votes, it was ridiculous. So you had no idea, and then you were doing all of this like ridiculous mental gymnastics in your head to try and figure out, okay, how many votes are they going to have to announce in order for somebody to take over Australia's spot. So what happened what ha- happened See, what was, ha- happened was um Ukraine I think Australia got third place or no they must have gotten like 10th or 11th place in the in the uh, public vote but Ukraine came in second in the public vote and they overtook Australia mm-hmm. which makes them the winner but Russia has Russia being the top spot they hadn't announced their vote yet so you're trying to figure out do they have enough votes to jump to first place? Right. Like how many, if they say less than 404 in this last tally, Yeah, it was like, ridiculously suspenseful. I hope in, that they keep that. They came in at like 396 and I'm like, they didn't win. Holy they shit. They didn't win. My Twitter timeline, which basically means that I'm following all the right people. My Twitter <laughs> timeline was on fire because people were like, we don't know. How many, somebody do math for win. me. Somebody do math. Ah, and people were freaking out. It was amazing. So if you're not uh, familiar with Eurovision, I would highly encourage you to look up Eurovision, live Eurovision, love Eurovision, and prepare for next year when Ukraine hosts Eurovision. Um, and it's going to be... And Russia walks in and takes a quarter of the seats before they even start. No, no, Oh, sorry. No. It's not political. We're not making that joke here. Okay kind of funny joke though okay no <laughs> no no is that enough eurovision that is enough eurovision there's never enough eurovision I no, no 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 there's never enough eurovision but i highly recommend looking up um it's so much better than american idol holy it shit it really is um look up ukraine san marino poland malta armenia russia bulgaria san like marino everybody was so great <laughs> creepy old dude also um 
uh, honorable mentions to Eurovision past. Um, give me, uh, basically look up Conchito versed uh, Rise Like a Phoenix. If you want an example of how amazing Eurovision can be, that song still hasn't been chosen as a Bond theme, and that is a ridiculous oversight. <laughs> Most of these songs could be Bond themes. That's true. As long as you put a natural six in the third bar, you have a Bond theme. It's the Bond theme Olympics. <laughs> and I appreciate all of it, and you should definitely watch Eurovision, and let's have a watch party next year, y'all. Next year, watch party. Pow. Okay, so now now for this part of the podcast where we do this. Something borrowed. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, which is the Giant Beast cast. Which is a New York subsidiary of the Giant Bombcast. Which Look is, at you go. It is a video game podcast. Yes. And it is long and it is weekly. It is beautiful. Mm. Um, and they did something that was so up our alley that I could not turn away. Um, I, I would put on the game show music. Oh, are we doing a game show? It's kind of a game show and it's on you. Oh, no. No, no, come on. Because you are a fan of the 90s. The 90s are my favorite and also the best decade. There you go. Okay, so... I can't use the game show music because this is a 90s music thing. So oh, it's about 90s music. 90s That's music. even better. Okay, 90s so music is my favorite music. It, well, then then we'll see how well you can do with this because you're going to guess. You're going to tell me the name of the artist, at least, hopefully the song, definitely mm. not the album. Oh, damn. Um, by only listening to the guitar feedback that happens on the last chord of the song through the outro. What? Okay, so the 90s is ripe for this shit where the end of the song is... And that's all you get. And you're going to have to name the song. Are you serious? Some of these you're going to get right away. Oh, come on, Some of these man. you're going to get right away. I can't, I can't switch back and forth to give you a ding or no ding. So you're just going to hear a yes I or no. I had a long day at work. This some, is going to be bad. Some of these you're going to nail. Like this first one you're going to nail. If I mess it up, we're going to edit it so it doesn't sound like I didn't nail it. Ready? Cool. Here's your first one. Wait. My Hero by the Foo Fighters. Yeah! Yes. <laughs> that gave it Are away. Are you kidding me? That's so good. I almost want to find that again, but it's not going to Wow. Happen. Oh, my God. So you got how this song, how this game goes then. Right. So it's just all about this is the all you get. feedback. Bow. Uh, that's so hard because so many songs end like that. You'd be surprised how many songs end like that. So let's going to do another one here. You ready? No. Here we go. I think you gave me a little bit too much there. I gave you a little bit of the last hit. What is it? Is that, um, uh, how's it going to be? You're right. By Matchbox 20? No, Third Eye Blind. There you go. I always get those two mixed up. Almost revoked your 90s card. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Here's another one. So you're two for two. Okay. All right. (laughs) You're kind of screwed on some of these. Oh, no. I got this one just from the guitar tone. Like, I knew that shit. Really? Oh. No? I might be able to get the artist from the guitar tone. How about this? 
That is STP. Oh, wow. I was way off. Yeah. I thought that was Bush. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I was going to add Bush onto here. Hmm. Okay. We're going to do that one for fun at the end, even though it's not going to be an actual. Okay. Okay. So here you go. So Uh, you're one for. I can't do math. You missed one. Okay. I missed one. Fuel shimmer. All right, you, you got some of yeah, the voice. There's yeah, no yeah. way to give you yeah, that last the hit vocal. without the voice. But yeah. still, you did good. You did good. Yeah. All right, all right. Here's one that I don't think you know the band. Oh, shit. Well, you know the song, though. The world of human wreckage. Oh, my God, I know the entire song. But you don't know the name of it, right? Uh, I didn't know the name of the song when either. Yeah. Damn the man, save the empire. Oh my god. I love this song. I almost started singing this for the whole Fuck. afternoon as I was preparing this. This is this is in my music. I have this on my phone right now. It's from the Empire Records soundtrack. I love this song. The song is Plowed. Yes, by Sponge. By Sponge, yeah. Ah! Okay. Shit. You, all right, so you missed it. But two. I got but I sort of got it though. You sort of yeah. Because I know I, the song. Once I gave you the intro, you gotta name it though. Mm, Alright, alright. This okay. one you better know. I'm so mad. Tambourine, clearly it's Jim Blossoms. <laughs> <laughs> Doom brown. <laughs> you even caught the last hit. <laughs> but can you name the Gin Blossom song? It's Hey Jealousy, right? Yeah, it's Hey Jealousy. Ah! All, right, all, right, all, right. Yes. all right, so you missed two. Still I want doing one good. that's just all Jim Blossom ending. They have a lot. <laughs> good luck with that. Oh. This is one of my favorites. When the when the Beast cast did this one, I nailed it first take. I knew exactly what this was. I've heard this album a million times. This It's got a very telling thing in it. Can I get that one more time? I don't know if I can cue it up perfectly, but let's see. I'll give you a little more. <laughs> it's not going to help you. No, that doesn't help at all. It's... Oh, come on. It's live with I Alone. Oh. oh, that was the last one. Really? So you missed three. You did I good. Want, I want the more. Thing is three out of eight. Okay, so, I want more. Um, give me more. Okay, I'm going to give you one more. And and uh, give me more. Give me all of them. You're gonna get this one right away. It's not fair. Let's explain a little bit about this sort of format that we're working with. We're a bunch of old marrieds here, right? Yeah, pretty much. Been together for 15 years at least. At least. Been married for eight years at least. Um. So so we're sort of playing playing on that. Um. And every week we will give you something old, something new. Something borrowed and something food. Something food. Exactly. We'll get to that. Um, which get, which get, we'll get to. So right now we're on the something borrowed, which is where we borrow something from uh, way better podcasts and shows. <gasps> that that one's Bush. What song? <sighs> Has nothing to do with the song. Is that Machine Head? 
No? Ah, Glycerine! God damn it. I kind of hate that song, but... Really? But the outro is just so out there. Margarine! Yes, I like the Simpsons parody. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. (sighs) I want another Jim Blossoms outro. (laughs) Well, maybe we'll do that in a few weeks. If you really like it, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you missed one... Uh, if, if we missed one that we really should have done, yes. tweet at no, because then she's going to see it. Email us and say, hey, Elisa, don't look at this. Okay, I like it. In the subject line, hey, Elisa, don't look at this. And then give us a list of all of the 90s feedback outros. <laughs> God, I love this game. I know, it's a good game. It's a good game. Not going to lie. You know it's a better game? What? Something. Food. Yes. All right, so... This is partly because we're still new to L.A. and we're still discovering new restaurants. And if you don't live in L.A., I'm sorry. But there's a <laughs> restaurant, dude, there's a restaurant out here called The Stinking Rose. The Stinking sorry, Rose. Sorry, you got to get the whole name of the restaurant. is The Stinking Rose colon a garlic restaurant. Yes, that is the full name of the thing. <laughs> because you walk in and there's garlic everywhere. The entire thing is garlic. There are garlic hats. It is garlic themed. There's garlic on every table. In every way. In every way. Every meal has a ton of garlic in it. There's yep. the dessert that I had, which was garlic ice cream. Garlic ice cream. Which is not bad. I'm not going to lie. It is not terrible. It's not bad. It's It's not like delicious i thought it was cool as hell it was cool (laughs) it was cold it was ice cream but man um i don't know how to explain this place it's like the weirdest kitschy stupid looking inside restaurant you've ever seen where there's like every like half of the half of the uh, restaurant you're sitting inside of like a circus tent and the other half is sitting outside and there's like not a visual medium but airplanes hung from the ceiling made out of garlic yes everything's made out of garlic everything's made out of garlic there are murals on the wall for example, there is one wall that is a in the style of Van Gogh, um, of Van Gogh's uh, Starry Starry Night, except uh, the the moon in this situation is a bulb, an entire head of garlic so in we, a Van Gogh style. We made the mistake of telling him it was my birthday, which it was my birthday, and, and thank you, and, and screw you if you didn't send me a happy birthday. wanted the free ice cream, But dude. we got the free ice cream, but to get the free ice cream, you have to put on the garlic hat, Yep. which looks like a chef's hat, but it's actually a, a bulb of garlic. It's like you're wearing a giant bulb of garlic on your head. And, and then they sing to you, and then they take your picture and put it on their website. We should look at the website. See oh, if yeah, I'm we up. should look that up. Oh, yeah, That's we should terrifying. post that when we find it. When, we put, when, the episode, when the episode goes up. That should be the picture that accompanies the tweet, or or not, but uh, yes. I I don't know I don't know how you can not be uh, a garlic fan in this in this the year of Beyonce twenty sixteen. Um, <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't make any sense, but it doesn't need to because I don't I don't understand how we could go and eat an entire meal full of garlic and then still come out of there loving each other. Like, well, because we ate the same thing, so it doesn't matter what our breath smells like. I guess that's we ate the true. same thing. Like I taste on your breath the same thing I taste on my breath. It's like our breath powers combined. You know what? So if 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 you're on a date, take take her to a garlic restaurant because then your both of your breath can stink and nobody gets mad. Exactly, exactly. Or and, you know they should sell Listerine at the front. I'm just saying that, but Listerine. <laughs> Don't let your breath go bad. Listerine. Kind of back in. Also so, kind of. Sorry. There was a lot of that this episode. Yeah, well, I'll call my lawyer at Break the Business podcast. Yep. Congratulations <laughs> on your on your nuptials, by the way. Oh, Speaking yeah. of old marrieds. Yay. 
Um, everybody tweet your congratulations to Ryan at Break the Business, uh, um, the, the host of the Break the Business podcast, who got married recently. Um, Robert is trying to put in his two cents. <laughs> Robert the cat. Robert the cat. Everybody tweet at Ryan, K-A-I-R, and just say... Um, your podcast is terrible. Your pod, just say that. Your podcast... No, that's so no, mean. That's no, what that's we said mean. in our toast, but, but that's because we're terrible people. Everybody, as a wedding present, subscribe to the Break the Business podcast. How about yeah, that? but tell them that you came there because of us. And uh, and also subscribe to our podcast. Should we? Uh, do you have anything else to say about the Stinking Rose? So the Stinking Rose, an entire restaurant that is garlic themed. Um, there are there there is garlic bread, right? Um, with each table, along with the salt and pepper, there is a small jar of just minced raw garlic that you can just put on stuff in case things are not garlicky enough for <laughs> you. Um, in addition to that, one of the appetizers is a tub of garlic. <laughs> That's a way to put it. Kung feed, which means like slowly cooked in oil. Thank you. I didn't know what that meant. That then came with bread. So not only did you get garlic bread, we also ordered this garlic, you got garlic that spread came with your garlic bread. bread. <laughs> Which was ridiculous. That was, this was a cheat meal, is what that was. Yep. <laughs> I haven't no, seen carbs you had, today. You had a, a um, you had a garlic pasta, right? Probably. I don't even know. Um, I, I had, had some garlic, garlic with maybe some pasta. Stuff right. On it. I had I had a garlic meatballs, which were very good, and and they heated up very well the next day. And then we had the garlic ice cream. So now let's talk about the garlic ice cream. It doesn't taste like terrible garlics. The really cold. It tastes like gar. It tastes like ice cream. It tastes like vanilla ice cream that like they kind of rub garlic on. You know what it tastes like to me? Uh-oh. It screwed with my brain because it was cold and creamy. Because it's ice cream. Because it's ice cream. Um, but it was very savory because of the garlic. Like, it didn't get a lot of sweet notes from it. Um, and I got very savory. And you know what my brain kept thinking and kept processing this as I'm eating cheese. Okay. That that's fair. I, I don't know. Right? I don't I don't really like a lot of sweet things, so I'm I'm down for a, a garlic ice cream. For some reason I think creamy plus savory equals cheese. That's what my brain was like instantly going so to. That's it's like gross. you're eating so cheese like, ice cream right I now. I kinda like my garlic ice cream and you're tasting garlic cheese ice cream. That's not good. No wonder I like it more than you did. But yes. <laughs> um it was very delicious. If you find yourself in um, LA, um, I think it's in, uh, cl- it's a uh, Beverly Hills adjacent. Um, or if you find yourself, I believe they have a location in San Francisco. So if you're in LA or San Francisco and you love yourself some garlic, go to the stinking rose. Mm. So good. Mm. I cannot wait to go back there. Okay. One more segment. One more segment. Um, let's go to viewer mail. If you remember this. You're old. I love this sound so much. <laughs> no, you don't. Nobody loves this sound. Well, I love it now that I can't hear it anymore. Okay, so maybe you'll hear it every week if people send in more letters and more questions. There you go. So it is time for a viewer mail. Um, this is from Twitter user at Lobo Kicks Ass. What is up, Lobo? Shout out to Lobo. Um, and he asks, um, if we've ever considered video game soundtracks and how they affect the video game experience and what are some of our favorites uh, that, that he should check out? Um, we... Crimson has been in a video game. Crimson has been in a video game. I don't know if that counts. No, well, it's not a soundtrack. Crimson, which is our band, by the way, CrimsonRockBand.com. Nice plug. 
Thank you. Um, our our song "Don't Stop" was featured in Rocks from 2014. I don't think that counts. That's like a music education game. It wasn't part of a soundtrack. Not part of a soundtrack. It's on disc though. Okay. Yeah. Not DLC. Um, the, when he asked this question, the the immediate moment that stood out to me, I played Halo a little bit. A bit. Um, I've listened to the Halo soundtracks before though. Because a friend oh. of mine, I have a couple friends that were super into Halo, and a couple musicians who are like, you have to hear this. So um, the lore of Halo doesn't really interest me too much. A super space marine in the future, I don't really care. But um, the soundtracks were amazing. And the little bit of Halo that we played together, like we played through Halo Reach, and that was good. But I distinctly remember when we were playing Destiny. Mm-hmm. Remember that, that year we were playing Destiny? <laughs> <laughs> that one time? Well, no. When you when we were going through the campaign initially, there was one moment in the original on-disc campaign um, that like the, the scenery kind of opened up and there's this big open field and something big happened and this music started playing and I'm like, fuck, that's the, that's, the, that's the Halo music. That's the guy. That's the writer. And we looked it up and it is. It's the same composer, Marty O'Donnell, who did all, of, I don't know how many of the Halo games, um, but I've heard his work before. And as soon as I heard that, I knew exactly what it was. And it's this huge, grandiose moment and the music makes it entirely. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. we've played Destiny since then and we run through the same areas and you get none of the same fucking experience. Right. You know, now if the music every play played every time you walked into there, it would get kind of old. But man, this this first time it hit, it was so beautiful and so perfect, and it really made me appreciate the kind of the kind of work that that video game composers people don't like give take them seriously because you're composing for a video game. It's like no, that that makes so much. Yeah, no, but it's like it's some people don't treat it as like. Oops, sorry, lost my mic. Some people don't treat it as such a powerful medium like music in a video game. And I feel like because a video game is something you take agency over instead of like a passive viewing a movie or something, mm-hmm. I feel like the the music in a video game is almost more important because you're involved in the story as opposed to watching it on screen. It's almost like you are you are activating that swell. Well, you essentially are because you're walking yeah. over a line in the game where it says, start the music now, and then you start the music. And you're like, yeah. holy shit, are you kidding me? It's super meaningful. Yeah, is there any game that really stood out to you? One of my favorite video game soundtracks of all time. Of, of all time. Oh, uh, was the Super Mario World soundtrack. <laughs> that is one of the first pieces of of video game music that absolutely stood out to me as something being ridiculously beautiful. Is- and and you know what? Let me go back even further than that though. Um hated this game. Um, <laughs> Roaring endorsements. Well, well, not hated this game, but how about this? This was a game that made me learn curse words because I got to hear my older brother curse while playing a gold cartridge Legend of Zelda 2. Mm. And the we have it down there, don't we? Yeah, we do. We should plug that in one. Yeah, yeah, we have both of them. We have gold cartridge Zelda 1 and Adventures of Link. We should frame that shit. Yeah, we do. Although, except that I want to play it, but that's okay. I, I love hearing the town theme... Uh, from, uh, from Adventures of Link, gorgeous to me. Sure. I love, I love the, um, what what we would term a reharm. Okay. I guess of the original Zelda theme in Adventures of Link. They so reharmed it. it. <laughs> you're taking it, you're taking it out of the eight bit context, the chip tunes kind of sound, and putting it in more orchestrated. You're saying. Well, no, because it was still kind of in the same. Oh, so you're era. saying just use no, it. no. I'm saying I'm saying that they reharmed it in a sense that it's still familiar, 
Um, so instead of... So it's um, alluding back to an earlier... Yes, okay. exactly. So it was alluding back to it in such a beautiful way that when I was a kid, that like really stuck to me. You know, there are like little things about music that sort of really hook me. Um, and the idea of like, wow, this is a callback to something that I already recognize, but it's something new. And even as a young kid, I understood that. And that was amazing. Um, Super Mario World soundtrack, top to bottom, beautiful, amazing. Uh, one of my favorite songs is the castle theme. How does that go? Do, 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 do. Okay, okay. Right. Sorry. Beautiful piece of music. Very, like, emotional. And not super, like, I'm gonna fight a boss now. It was very, like... atmospheric and creepy and terrifying. And it's scary and kind of tense and forlorn almost in a weird way it's so good it's so good uh she's in another house um (laughs) (laughs) that was such a dated reference um but the super mario world soundtrack amazing um portal Good heavens, the Portal soundtrack. I don't even remember. So tense when you're going through so much of that stuff. Um, and then, of course, the ending song's still alive. Super great. Well, it's, that's different, though, because you can't just say it's like, that's a song that they just added at the end of the game. Well, no, but, but, it's, it's, awesome. but it's, it's iconic. It's super iconic. And, and you know what is a sort of other category that I kind of want to talk about? Because I know that you and I can both sort of relate to this on a really awesome way. Sure. Whoever the music supervisor is for the Borderlands games, that intro cinematic song that they always pick. Every time they come out with a a new Borderlands game, they pick an artist that I didn't know I knew of, or they pick a B-side from somebody I didn't know, and it makes them my favorite band for like two months. So good. I, what was the f- the first one? Uh, Borderlands. Ain't one. no rest for the wicked by Cage the Cage Elephant. Cage the Elephant. I immediately went out and bought the Cage the Elephant CD, and then they kind of blew up. Like, yeah. <laughs> after that, and I don't know if that's because of that or part of that, but so good, and that's such a perfect choice. That song fit that intro cinematic and just the mood of the game. Especially in hindsight, yeah, the whole game is is perfect around that. Then the second Borderlands game, they use a song by the band called The Heavy, which you've heard before. Um, how you like me now? Like no, the- no, no. That one's at the end credits. Oh, the intro God. is "Ain't No Place for No Hero." That's so. No, I was saying, but how you good. like me now? That's the band. That right? Yes, me. yes. But that they, was at the end credits. But they picked this B side off that. Uh, I think it's the same record. Might be. The song is called "Short Change Hero" and it's by perfect, the Heavy. Perfect for the mood of the uh, of the the entire. It's so good game. because Borderlands One ain't no rest for the wicked. You're like, all right, Vault Hunters, let's go, let's do this. Super tongue in cheek. Borderlands Two, shit's happened, bruh. <laughs> Like, like you got to think about shit, man. And that's like the whole thing in Borderlands 2 is like, that game made me freaking cry. And and that's the mood of the game. By the way, The Heavy have an album coming out real soon. You should check out. I just saw them on uh, on The Daily Show and they were awesome. Well done. Yeah. Very nice. So yeah, write us and tell me what, what other music we're missing. Even, sorry, sorry, oh. to add Tales from the Borderlands. Okay. Um, That's the Telltale game? Yes, that is the Telltale game set in the Borderlands universe. Even then, I don't know if it's the same music supervisor or what, but so good. The choice of Busy Earnin' by Jungle. 
Oh, that's, that's a really my cool band. alarm yeah, it is. It song me up in every the day. morning. It's so good because that is such a perfect song, and and just like 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 the music around it, the lyrics, just the vibe is so perfect. Big ups to whoever has that job. I would also <laughs> I would also give a shout out to the same the same job at uh, Rockstar. Whenever oh they do Grand yeah, Theft, a new Grand Theft Auto. The, the song that they used to promote Grand Theft Auto Five was a. A, a Stevie Wonder B-side called Skeletons. <sighs> and a skeleton's in the closet. So good. Even just go outside. And in hindsight, yeah, that that song is so perfect in context with the, you know, the main protagonist of that whole game. Um I, yeah, it just th- sets up the whole mood for everything. And when you listen to the radio stations as you're driving around, like they're not just all like the club bangers that you've heard before. They're picking a lot of B-sides that really fit the mood of the entire game. And that's especially hard to do on a constantly rotating playlist. So, uh, big ups to those guys. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I want to be in the room where it happens. No, we're not going to have a Hamilton video game. Sorry. Yeah, no. No. I'd play that, though. Maybe make Red Dead Redemption like a 1776. <laughs> kind of new york city <laughs> red red dead 2 is all about alexander hamilton there you go <sighs> there's a million things we haven't talked about but just you wait the, the only other thing i would bring up is the game is a game that i haven't played because we haven't had a playstation in a while but the soundtrack for journey won a grammy oh like can we talk about this <laughs> a little bit slash nominated for whatever still Still, yeah, Rid- it won a legit Donkulous. Grammy, and everybody's like, "What a video game soundtrack!" How did that win a Grammy? Yeah, because no. it's really good. It's beautiful. I've never played Journey because we were, we we never sort of had a PlayStation long enough for me to have played it. Um, but at Magfest, the Music and Gaming Festival, um, there was a live orchestra playing along with someone else as they were playing like an entire you know start to finish playthrough of Journey. And never played it before, never seen, you know, a lot of the game before. Um, Sort of, you know, okay, cool, yeah, I get it. You know, metaphor for, you know, trying to go through purgatory, get to heaven, blah, blah, right? So Spoilers. Sorry. Um, But when that music swells and the credits roll and the entire time that there's like no dialogue in this game it's exactly. just it is purely it makes it more powerful driven by the music and i'm sitting there with like i'm genuinely welling up because this music is so beautiful it's so good it doesn't hit that doesn't happen often in a video game because we're no. usually so focused on shooting the guy in front of you or whatever no you know that that's 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 also the benefit of that game too i will tell you the one <laughs> thing that that really killed my music boner is the new call of duty trailer where oh. they used this uh a cover of a uh, uh ground child made it time oh the Bowie really tune. yeah you hadn't seen that trailer no dude the new call of duty oh, in infinite warfare man. by infinity ward they use a, a cover of that song and it's just such a downer man bowie just died let it don't oh now that they've probably been planning to use that for yeah. a while because it's in space and all right, that shit. it's in space and that song's appropriate but you know no but it's not anymore could bowie mm. died you gotta take that off Sorry. gotta think of how many songs have used um any cover of uh mad world <laughs> Sure. In, in the trailers um i think it's kind of funny i think it's kind of sad the, okay. dr- the dreams in which i'm okay. dying are the best i'd ever had and these are the best you've ever had Ugh. on the honey playlist oh yeah well i mean this is one of my favorite video game podcast soundtracks I say, I uh, the original say. composition by uh, at the big tasting tweet at him if you liked it nice 
So, thank you very much for checking out our kind of more, uh, I don't know, revamped version of the podcast. Let us know if you liked it. Um, at Elisa Rockdoc, E-L-I-S-A-R-O-C-K-D-O-C. Add you- the Big Tasty. Don't spell it. Right. Um, you can also send us an email, honeyplaylist at gmail.com. Or you could even just like call us and leave a message. Yeah, I'll actually send it to voicemail now. Yeah, 909-45-HONEY. That's 909-454-6639. We will see you next week, everybody. Bye, honey. Bye, honey.